Welcome to the Resume Storyteller, bringing you interviews with industry experts, regular folks who tested the job search waters and succeeded, and strategies to tell your story and land you job interviews. Here's your host, Virginia Franco. Hey guys, welcome to the Storyteller Podcast. Uh, I have with me today career management coach and resume writer, Tegan Bardos. She's a uh, she's a certified career management coach along with being a resume writer. And she has helped a lot of ambitious professionals to level up their careers for the past decade, working for the department for Department of Labor Agencies, and as the founder of Jolt Your Career. After having worked with clients as as Cook County's Reduction and Force Case Manager, a career coach for Job Corps, and in her personal practice, her goal has remained unchanged, to give clients the tools that they need for professional success, financial stability, and personal fulfillment. Um, Tegan, I... um, the two of us jumped on this call five minutes ago, and I just learned that she has many roles that she's juggling at this time. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom with with uh, this audience. I, I love what you post on LinkedIn, and I can't wait to talk. Oh, thank you so much. And I love what you're doing for a job search secret, we- secret weapon. I, oh, I always love you. to see when you guys um, launch new products. Oh, well, thank you so much. And that has been a labor of love. So thank you for saying that. <laughs> Um, So you heard me give just the briefest three-sentence overview of what you do, um, but I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you came to be in the position. Yeah, absolutely. So I never had intentions on being a career coach. um, (laughs) Most people don't. They don't even know it's a thing. I I didn't either. Um, It was evidently faded, though, because uh, my sophomore year in college, I was a part of a um, a psychology internship pilot program for my school. And while I was there, a volunteer didn't show up. And so they said, oh, well, you're a college student. Can you help these new grads with their resumes? And I'm thinking, what do I know about resumes? <laughs> I, I didn't. I had no right. idea. And so um, two years later, I was in my criminal justice internship um, with Cook County Juvenile Detention Facility, and it was rescinded due to the 2008 recession. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the unions, they just weren't allowing um, interns during that time. So... Job Corps was nice enough um, to let me come back. That's a program ran by the Department of Labor. Um, it's it's uh, essentially a trade program. Right. And so they let me come back so I could graduate. And oddly enough, had me teaching career preparation <laughs> classes. So... After I graduated, I accepted a position with them and was teaching career preparation. So, you know, foundational resume writing, interview prep, how to figure out what you want to do with your career. Should I should I go to this trade or that trade? Um, you know, what are the things in, involved in different career paths? Um, and from there, I was you know rapidly promoted. I um, ended up spearheading a leadership program there, and fate intervened in 2015 when I was hit by a fuel tanker semi truck. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah. my gosh! So, um, oh I was my gosh! Cr- I can't. I'm, I'm registering <laughs> that. Yeah. So, have you ever seen those semi trucks where they have like the triangles underneath the belly of them with the different types of fuel? Yeah. Don't they explode my- when people hit them? 
They typically do. Um, but luckily I had just traded cars with my little sister because she needed reliable transportation. So she took my SUV and I had her little, you know, starter car and that little thing slid right underneath <gasps> it, tore the roof completely off. Um, fortunately for me, I was pinned underneath the windshield and I was not um, beheaded, but I did have enough uh, neurological issues oh that I needed God. to recover from that I wasn't cleared to return to work. So, oh my gosh, so the little unsafe car saved your life. Yeah, yes, it was like a blessing in disguise. So, um, that I mean, that really was a turning point in my career. It was it was very very difficult to. Um, have so much success early on in my career, being rapidly promoted, being recognized by not only the agency that I was working for, but also in Department of Labor audits for um, implementing innovative best practices to it just saying, okay, you can't work until the swelling in your brain goes down. Oh my gosh. I actually started writing resumes to make a little extra money while I recovered. Right. And so at the time, I had no idea resume writing um, was a job or that people actually paid for it. <laughs> yep. So I charged $50 a resume. Which, I bet you um, have a lot of clients. That's how I started too. Yeah, yeah, I sure did. And I was like, this is too much work for 50 bucks. <laughs> so um, I did eventually return um, to work when I was cleared uh, to go back to work. And um, I was the reduction in case, uh, reduction in force case manager for Cook County. So reduction in force is very familiar to people now mm -hmm. during this pandemic. Um, but when I was the reduction in force case manager, we weren't in a pandemic. It was more so companies were going through um, digital transformations right. and anybody who didn't meet that criteria was let go or potentially there was some outsourcing things going on. So I had a really cool experience where I was working directly with HR leaders at these Fortune 500, 100 companies throughout Chicago, um, got an inside look at their applicant tracking systems, worked closely with recruiters and learned you know, from the inside at these you know, top companies, how they sorted through recs, how they made hiring decisions, how they made firing decisions, um, learned how to really effectively articulate someone's career story in a way that um, resonated with not only the recruiter and the hiring manager, right. but stayed authentic you know, to that candidate. Um, but I was eventually poached to become a recruiter myself. And uh, Oh, wow. So you got to see it on the other side. Yeah. And I learned, I learned a, a big lesson then. Um, money is not everything. <laughs> I, I I did not enjoy um, that experience and okay. disliked it so much. I quit when I was four months pregnant. So I um, I began well, and I bet you learned a lesson in really that career exploration and self assessment process that so many of us skip yes. um, when one part of what's important to us seems to be to be hit with this with this new opportunity. Yeah, at the time, I had no idea how much helping people drove me. And so, um, you know, self-reflection is really hard because it's it's hard to read the label when you're in the jar. Yeah. And so when you're so close to something, it's, it's really difficult to um, evaluate, you know, what are your drivers? You can think you know, but until you're in... In, until something changes, you don't, you don't truly know, or at least yeah, in my case, that's, that's how it worked for me. 
Okay. So, so you quit and you're four months pregnant. Yep. I began <laughs> writing resumes full time, which worked out perfectly because I stayed up all night while I was nursing the baby, working on people's resumes. And, you know, he napped three times a day. So I was able to take client calls all throughout the day and all throughout the night and on weekends. Um, So it it was fantastic. And, you know, it just organically grew. I eventually started receiving um, or pursued training and coaching. Mm -hmm. And so right now I'm working on um, my international coaching federation certificate. Oh, your IFC. Okay. Yeah. So I'm and then you're also earning a master's, correct? So I'm dipping my toe into that. I'm actually going through Northwestern's um, organizational uh, leadership spectrum program. Okay. So if I decide to pursue my master's, all of those credits will count. Um but I, I'm not sure if I'm going to go that route or not okay. yet. I, I, I guess I need some coaching for myself to get some clarity on that. <laughs> right? I mean, there's nothing wrong with coaches hiring coaches. Oh, I'm, I'm a firm yeah. believer in it. Yeah, it always helps to have um, a person cheering you on and helping, you know, give an additional perspective. Well, I love, I love, and I didn't realize that you had such a unique perspective, really getting that birds or that insider's view of what is going on at the tippy top of these companies and then going to see what it's like on the recruiter side. Yeah. And, and even now as a career coach, I work with my individual clients, but I also work with multiple corporate clients and I'm not exactly sure how that started, but somehow, (laughs) um, I was referred to a cannabis startup and helped them um, get their funding. So, you know, rebranded their LinkedIn's and their resumes and their professional portfolios. And um, right now, I'm I'm also um, a career coach for Corn Ferry, and I am a LinkedIn instructor for a financial institution for their Emerging Leaders Program. And um, like I told you before we went live, um, just rewrote. Uh, the Department of Labor, Job Corps, Career Development Curriculum. And um, that's what I'm doing my capstone project in for Northwestern. So I'm all over the place, you, which is... But it's giving I'm told you to be just a, a real... It's, it's, I'm sure you're exhausted, but it is really giving you a really wide breadth of experience from which to be able to advise people. Yeah. It's, it's very helpful because I'm still kind of early on in my career. I, I know a lot of about certain things, but I'm very curious. And so it's, it's helping me do that. But yes, it is exhausting. <laughs> and how old is your little one now? Yes. My little one is about to turn three in February. So that is, that is my number one job. Oh my goodness. Given that you have now such a broad breadth of experience um, across all, really all aspects of job search now, I would love to hear from you if there are a couple of challenges or common challenges that you are finding that people that are job searching are facing today? Yeah, I think, you know, now more than ever, it's really a challenge for people to stand out on the job market. Um, I primarily work with ambitious professionals and sometimes they get so caught up in making an impact in their current role. They forget to nurture um, the relationships and genuinely take the time to think about what they want from their career. So I see this as a common challenge um, because it really sets those people back from people who've been intentional about driving their career. 
No, I think that that, uh, you know, and I, I see that too, because I do work with people that are, they're very, very driven. And so they, they mistakenly cultivate their, their networks and nurture their, their career paths when they're looking. But then once they land, they, they hit pause on that. Right. Yep. And being comfortable is never a good thing. (laughs) No. And then, yeah. And then they are, um, they're stranded and the people that land are the ones that have always maintained those just maintain those networks. Doesn't mean that they see them on a regular basis, but they do a very good job of keeping lightly in touch. Yes, I agree. Yep. Um, Is there something that you find your clients are just surprised by when they do start job hunting? (laughs) That's such a difficult question for me because I work with interesting characters. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes I've I've got the really ambitious, you know, emerging leader. And mm-hmm. then sometimes I'm working with their new grad kid who does not want to leave dad's couch. So you so, really get the spectrum. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so the, the things are surprised by are very different then. Kind of. I mean, uh, you know, career coach to career coach, I, I guess the easiest way to describe it is job search fundamentals. People um, people are surprised at how important, you know, the basics are, the, the having clarity in their job search or their career um, progression strategy or how big the role of leveraging your network is and and really what it takes to land um, or t- um, at a job at the target company. So like the majority of clients I've worked with, regardless of where they're at in their career, have never thought of creating like ROI projects. So, um, you know, creatives always have a professional yeah, a portfolio, portfolio. But, a, a, but people in other industries seem to not really think about it, at least the ones I work with. And then... Um, you know, a lot of executives, they know they need to come up with a 30, 60, 90 day plan, but those mm-hmm. emerging leaders to really stand out, they, they need to have those too. And, and even if you're not an emerging leader, even if you're a mid-level leader, having, having the strategy and the clarity, um, of having, going into an interview prepared with a 30, 60, 90 day plan for what you've already learned in the, in the recruitment process really makes you stand out. And so just those fundamentals, it seems my clients are surprised by. And I find it interesting because I always use the analogy, well, you wouldn't buy a car without taking it for a test drive, regardless how amazing the commercial is. Your resume alone is not going to get you the job. So why would an employer want to hire you without seeing some type of sample of your work or like a glimpse into the thought process when approaching situations? Now, what are your thoughts on when, um, because I've seen this discussion in in many forums that they say, you know, they asked me to do a case study, they asked me to do all this, and then they took it. Um, And so the concern is, is you're giving, you know, why buy the cow if you can buy the milk for free? Um, And I've heard points for and against it. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. I feel like it's... It's unfortunate if an organization um, lacks integrity, yeah. but you dodged a bullet. That's, because yes, 100%. You probably would not want to work. If that's going to bother you, then you wouldn't have wanted to work for that company anyways. That was and, a cheap way to learn that, right? Yep, yep. And so um, to avoid situations like that, 
do your research, you know, really find out. I, I mean, in the digital era, there you can find out everything. You, you, you can look on Glassdoor and find out interview questions that they've asked. Shoot, you can go on, on YouTube and people will have a vlog of, I just had my interview at Facebook and these were the questions they asked. And, and so it's, there's so much information out there. Um, that if you're willing to do a little bit of research, you will find out a lot. But if you're willing to do a deep dive into the research to really have a targeted approach to what companies you're going to apply at, you're less likely to experience those frustrations. And I, um, there was so much out there. Um, sometimes I caution people with reviews and things like that because in my experience, people write reviews when they're really happy or really mad. You don't tend to get the more right. neutral people. But you can use LinkedIn's filters to find people that have maybe left that company. And you know, you might just get a couple people that that tell you things. And if you, you know, one person says one thing, you don't think much about it. But if two or three people say the same thing, then you might have a threat. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's that's really good advice. And you're right. If all if you dodging a bullet costs you a couple hours of making a 30, 60, 90 day plan, that that is time well spent. Exactly. Because you you can never take back starting at a company that you weren't pleased with. It's always going to be... You have to start all over again if it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, So what advice do you give your clients when they have had the forethought to come to you before they've begun job hunting Um, and and thinking of making a career move? How, How do you recommend that they get started? So when someone comes to me with the idea that they want to make a career move, um, they're typically coming to me for coaching services. So me helping them um, find that clarity and to make a career move with intention. So um, not taking a role just because it pays more because that's often regretted and Mm short-lived, but really taking the time to um, determine what your internal and external motivators are um, you know, like, what do you value from an employer? What motivates you in your work? And if you can pinpoint those things, um, you can be really intentional about what companies you want to target and what roles you want to apply for. So working smarter instead of harder. I think that's right. And what about that person who doesn't come to you before they've jumped in and they have begun searching and it's not going well? How do you recommend they sort of regroup? So I think it's really important to have clarity. And if you're if you're struggling with not landing at a company that you want to land with, then to troubleshoot what it is that's going on. So um, if you're not getting interviews, for example, maybe need to relook at your resume content and your um, networking strategy. If you're not landing job offers after an interview, maybe reevaluate what career stories you're sharing and and dig deeper into the company research so um, you are effectively um, articulating your career stories in a way that resonates with that company's pain points. And then a big piece again is those um, return on investment projects. Take the if you if you have a clear understanding of where that company's pain points are, if you can show them what your 
how you would go about solving their problems, you're more likely to get hired. So um, working with a career coach is definitely an effective way to troubleshoot those things. Because a lot of times I find um, people who get advice from friends or family members are also blind to the same thing. Yeah. Where as soon as somebody talks to a career coach, it's like, okay, tell me what you've done so far. What's working? What's not working? How have you been going about it? Have you done this? Have you done that? Have you considered this? And then a few small tweaks for the majority of people, it's a night and day difference. I know. I see that all the time. Absolutely. Um, And also the fact that well-meaning friends and families often have the same blinders because they, what's great is that they know you. And so I think they're a wonderful support system to get you through the rougher times, but they're not experts in that particular area. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Are there, you know, you mentioned about just having clarity in general and having clarity on what your next move is. Um, for people that can't afford to work with, you know, coaches one-on-one, are there a couple of resources that you might recommend to help people try to navigate this a bit DIY? Well, that that you mention it, the job search secret weapon happens to have oh. do-it-yourself kits. Oh, I- <laughs> Oh, that's one that I did not, I did not mean for that to be a leading question. I was thinking more about the <laughs> Department of Labor tools. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, absolutely. So there's career coaches on LinkedIn, on YouTube, on Twitter, every social media site that has free or very affordable career services. Yeah. And so um love those. And um the the problem with those is there is no one size fits all in a job search. Yeah, no, and 100%. so to have that customer, to have that general advice, the quality general advice is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But if someone truly does need those one-on-one services, there are taxpayer funded services for individuals who are going through um, reduction in force, who are on unemployment or who even meet low income um, standards through the Department of Labor. So it's called WIOA. It's the um, Workforce Initiative Opportunity Act. And so every... W-I-O-A, WIOA. So WIOA, it's it's taxpayer funded uh, and they're typically located out of one stops or unemployment centers, wherever your nearest um, community employment center is. And they have um, career coaches there who... I mean, you do have to go through the admission process. You have okay. to show your documents. Everything has to be tracked because that makes sense. if the government's paying for it, then there needs the the metrics need to be um, tracked, and and that's a fantastic opportunity because, like, let's say you know you've been a project manager at Sears for the past twenty years and you never needed to um, have your PMP. Well, going through a WIOA program. Um, they can help you get up to speed on current job search trends with resumes and interviewing that you know weren't around 20 years ago. But also, um, those career coaches can write you grants to pursue additional certifications like project management, like digital marketing, or um, you know Six Sigma and, and all of those other things. Those certifications that employers you oh, know, really want. Oh, I had no want. idea. Okay, that is such a good thing. So W I O A. 
Yes. Yeah. Put a link to that. Thank you. And so, anybody who's um, currently on unemployment or who has been unemployed on unemployment um, within a six month time frame mm-hmm. can qualify for services. And you basically um, go to the one stop to apply. Or right now, I'm sure there's probably digital, but you just apply. Um, you have to give them, you know, your information, but it, it's it's secure, and they go through a process on figuring out what your needs are. So similar to working with um, a paid for coach, everyone mm-hmm. gets an individual um, um, personalized career plan, what your goals are, what your barriers are, and then start working through some of um, some of those things. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, so pivoting gears a little bit, I would like to ask you about um, people that I often see, which are those that they have a really diverse skill set and that they, you know, they are open to a move and they feel like their next role could maybe be in a couple of different directions. Um you know, obviously you can write 18 different resumes. That's that's possible technically, but I'd love to hear from you how you what your thoughts are about about that kind of an approach, um, and and how how you how you help people to either get clarity or position themselves when they have a couple of different things that they would like to target. Yeah, I mean, well, you hit the nail on the head already. It is that clarity piece. You know, you you may be able to take your career in a lot of different places, but where do you want to take your career? And so, if for individuals who cast their net wide, they tend to look desperate or uninspired by recruiters and hiring managers. And so you do want to be more specific and more targeted in your job search. And so when a client's working with me and say, I'm not really sure where I want to take it. Okay, well, let's look at what you did in the past. What did you enjoy? What did you not enjoy? And um, you know, if... if money wasn't an option if location wasn't a you know mm-hmm. a factor if all of these things um that tend to impact our decision weren't a barrier or weren't a consideration what would you be doing and and then try to focus it a little bit more on there because i think it is important to have a career that you enjoy because we spend so much time at work it, we do. It, it's such a, it affects your quality of life if, if you're not inspired at work. So um, I like ha- your point about, oh, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. Oh, no, it's just having that clarity in your career is it's just overall going to make your life so much better. And I mean, there obviously is that financial piece. Sure. That's why you I know, say- and there's lots of different barriers, uh, mm-hmm. deal breakers to yeah. consider. Um, so it's not to, uh, to, not validate those, but um, thinking through those, I think is is really really important because I, I couldn't agree more that if you, while it feels like casting a wide net is helping you to, um, you know, if you feel like you're in a beggars can't be choosers kind of situation, people often say, well, I don't want to, I don't want to cut off my nose to spite my face, but right. um, appearing unins- unfocused or uninspired that. That shows in interviews. And we've heard time and time again where hiring managers say that they like for people to feel excited about wanting to work in that role or that industry or that company. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And it and it makes a difference even just with when networking. Um it having having a specific ask. Uh, I I've decided I really want to work with this type 
of organizations. So maybe you decide, okay, I want to I want to work for a big tech company. Okay, well, you could take one, two, three, or four different types of roles. So so then maybe narrow it down by by industry first. And then start reaching out and having a specific ask. Hey, can, do you know anybody who works at Google? Can you introduce right. me and have some conversations and and see what what inspires you? Does this type of role m- make you feel more like wow? I'm really going to enjoy doing that, even when it's hard, even when it's stressful. I, I'm going to have some type of fulfillment out of it. Or is it just I'm going to do this and then feel exhausted and get burnt out? Right. Right. And when you're asking for help, if you just say, I'm looking for a job, do you know anyone who's hiring people? People are often at a loss um, because it's just such such a wide net. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, it's like asking, saying, I'm looking for a new house and I'm open to moving anywhere at any price and any size and any, you know, it's, it's nobody can help you to find what would be helpful for you. And people, I do feel like people do want to help. Oh yeah, people love to help. I mean, it's 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 in our nature to want to uh, have community and be a support system. And now more than ever, yeah. people um, are glued, you know, at home to their computer, and they just want that break. And so, uh, more and more people are doing, you know, 15, 20 minute virtual coffees or teas, and just getting to know someone else without saying like, "Hey, can you get me a job?" Just, "Hey, can you tell me about your experience? Yeah. I'd love to get to know you a little bit better." And and maybe they say something in their career that's like, "Wow, that really resonated with me." And if you're being intentional about the people that you're asking to network with. You you may be surprised what you find out when no, it's you more... never know where those conversations are going to lead you. Yep, exactly. Fascinating. Um, so this is one of my favorite questions. Um, there, there's a lot of things that people, you know, when you when you someone like you who knows the career industry inside and out, and you see things that um, you see job seekers do that just make you shake your head and say, "This is so the wrong way to go about this." What what is it that you see? Um, either because there's just a lack of education or misunderstanding that just drives you really, really nuts when it comes to job seeker mishaps that are really hurting them. (laughs) So job seekers in general, um, there is not a lot of education on how to effectively search for a job. And we live in a very um, selfish society. And so... It drives me crazy when job seekers are me, 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 instead of being considerate. And, and so, I, you know, for my business, I'm, I'm 85% referral based and about 15% of my clients met up is just random people messaging me on LinkedIn. Maybe they saw a post or something. The 85% of the people who I'm referred to, fantastic clients. But then I get some people who will set up a 15-minute consultation with me. I'll go through the process with them. And then they say, yeah, I want to move forward. And then we get to that call where I've you know, set up an hour, an hour and a half to do a fact-finding session. Mm-hmm. And, and then they say, oh, I have to pay you for this? <sighs> yes. Yes, you do. And if you want free advice, I give it daily. Daily. You really do, right? Daily. Right. And, um, and I, and because of how much work I've done 
for workshops that in volunteering is is very important to me. And so I have workshops that I facilitated that are recorded all over the place. Mm-hmm. You you are welcome to watch one of those. Um but I I have a family and I and my time this is, is my valuable. Job. Yeah. And and I've invested um a huge amount of resources into um my area of expertise, it's it's rather insulting when someone feels as though that isn't valuable. It's valuable mm-hmm. enough to ask for, but it's not valuable enough to be compensated for. And I see this not only with career coaches, but I also see this job seekers just doing it to their network. And I, I think it's incredibly insulting for someone that you would consider previously a friend or a good colleague or a trusted advisor to then, you know, come to you with a a big ask and not even ask you how you've been or, or any of the interpersonal things that see how, how you can help them. Right. Yeah. So the, the lack of interpersonal skills. Uh, Yeah. And I, um, I where I see that loud and clear whether I know someone or not is in terms of how they're how they're posting on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I need a job. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And versus versus sharing advice and doing other things that um are giving back to others as well. Yeah, you that know, that mindset piece is is very interesting um, to observe. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, well, speaking about our society, um, my next question tackles that topic as well. Um, there's there's always a lot of talk about discrimination when it comes to hiring practices. Um, it's been around forever, and it's certainly gotten you know the profile that has been elevated even more in the past year. Um, you know, there's obviously there's age discrimination, race discrimination, ethnicity, gender. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the topic, given that you have been on the other on both sides of the hiring table um, and, and how, how do you guide your clients to sort of navigate those tricky waters? So from a job seeker's perspective, this is nothing new. It's not going away and you can't control it as a job seeker. So instead of focusing on something you can't control, my thought process and advice would be to focus on what you can control. So if you're concerned um, about your sexual orientation, well, then target companies known for taking a stance. If you're concerned about age discrimination, then take your dates off of your resume, your education dates off your resume, potentially only add you know, the past 10 or 15 years on your resume. Um, that's not an answer a job seeker ever wants to hear. But as your role as a job seeker, there's nothing you can do. Now, when you get hired in an organization as a leader, you can you can mandate certain requirements. Um, you can provide certain training and whatnot. But from coming from a job seeker, you can't control that. That's right. No, that's right. And I, you know, when you said about the uh, sexual orientation and focus on a company that's taking a stance. Um, I don't know if you know Mark Miller, he focuses on um, job search for the baby boomer generation. And he has always talked about, go on LinkedIn. If there's people that look like you and that seem to be your age, then you know that they've sort of taken some sort of a stance on that. Versus if you go on and everyone looks like they're 24 years old, that's probably not going to be your place. Exactly. Um, And I think that you're right, because that is absolutely within your power to 
control and, and just don't waste your energy on the companies that are clearly not, you know, where those values don't align with yours. Yeah. Oddly enough, one of the um, assignments I took when I was working for the Department of Labor, I was the AARP's back to work 50 plus coach. You were? Isn't that so funny? Because I was in my 20s at the time and I'm thinking like, how do I, how, how do I, how do I do with this? And then I was like, well, I'm young. And I've been a recruiter and I've, I... Well, and there's reverses. I mean, there's discrimination when someone's too young too, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. But this group in particular, um, it, you know, it, 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 they were people impacted by reduction in force. Mm -hmm. So they've been at the same company for 20, 30 years. And it's like... Totally blindsided. Not only that, but realistically you're not going to get the same compensation at a new organization. You're you're way over market value right now for where your skills are at in any other organization. Before, you knew your organization inside and out. That was valuable. Um, but at a new organization, you you don't have the same, the, the same bargaining chip. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was, I think it was an, an interesting experience because you know, little things, for example, for baby boomers, it's, you can even make a joke like, oh, on Snapchat or yeah, I know how to use a computer. Yeah, uh, you're right. Like- and, and, I, and I think it's important to know what the biases are mm-hmm. with each generation and with each concern so that you yep. can control overcoming that. So you're right. Everyone thinks baby boomers and older Gen Xers are st- can't handle technology. But they also mm-hmm. think that they're the, the, they, the bias is also that they think that they know the most of anyone in the room. So whatever you can do then to show that you're collaborating. Yep, exactly. And the reverse for the younger generation, you know, ask for recommendations on LinkedIn to articulate um, your dependability, that Mm -hmm. you're reliable, that you actually show up, that you take initiative, you You know, that you're going away during the interview. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So there are a lot of things that are in your control if you're willing to think that way. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. I love that. And it saddens me to think, I mean, I know it's nothing new, but it does make me sad to think that it's not going away anytime soon. Um, Sort of hopeful that at least people are starting to recognize that there's that there's bias i think maybe- if 2020 taught us anything it's that there are a lot of people that genuinely believe that there are no biases or discrimination when certain people are screaming yes there is i've experienced this mm-hmm. the previous generation experienced this um, you know, whether that that be age, ethnicity, gender, sexual mm-hmm. orientation, whatever. I, I mean, last year, it was just group after group after group of persons saying, yeah. this is happening. And so many people were saying, no, it's mm-hmm. not. Right. That's not true. Just because that happened to you doesn't mean it's happening on a large scale. What it is. And so yeah. until more people are willing to say, this isn't a, this isn't, you know, a one-off thing. Right, this right. Is, this is Literally deeper than me that. too, right? Exactly. Yeah, this is deeper than that. And it may be so subconscious, you don't even realize it. And that's what I'm, I'm what gave me to me the sort of the pandemic silver lining is that it's helped all of us to at least be aware of it because that's a big part of the battle. Yeah. Um, because we all have bias, it's human mm-hmm. nature. 
Absolutely. How controlling, getting them from unconscious to conscious is. That is the number one thing that anybody can do, spend their time on, is working on their emotional intelligence um, that will pay back in tenfold in their career. The higher you the higher you go in your career, the more that that is important. And any place that you are at in your career, it, it just sets you apart from the crowd. That, so do you feel like that's sort of the best investment you can make in your career? Right now. One of them, it, yeah. Yeah. And it, I, I mean, yes, you absolutely need those fundamental skills, right? But if you can't work well with others and if you have, if you don't know yourself well enough to be able to recognize what you're doing that could potentially be impacting your own career or um, the interaction that other people have with you, it's going, it, it's going to negatively affect you. I love that. Um, so, Last or second to last question um, that I want to tackle with you. Um, so, if we ever are allowed out of our houses and you're at a dinner party and someone says, uh, oh, "I need, I'm getting ready to job search. What are two things that I need?" What would you say? <laughs> um, I think that it is incredible for people to have like a mentor or board on their team. And so, you know, there's that quote where, you know, you become who you surround yourself with. So if you're surrounding yourself with driven individuals who, you know, have different experiences than you and can help guide you towards the version of yourself that you want to be, I mean, that's an incredible resource in your career journey. And I think another thing that people absolutely need um, in their career search is a brag file because the job search is really difficult emotionally. Emotionally. Mm -hmm. And if you can pull out that brag book and see all of your accomplishments, the the emotional impact a business decision was for the company, it's personal for you. And so if you can remind yourself on, no, I was, I was a rock star. I, I am a rock star. It, that, that confidence boost that sometimes you need on the job search, um, it, it, it will be incredibly helpful. And then obviously, in addition to remembering those career stories, remembering those accomplishments. So when you when you are in an interview or when you are networking, you, you're not forgetting what you did. Yeah. Uh, so that in the, in the specifics. Yeah, that you remember the story, the details of the story. Exactly. Because it, yeah. it's so much more authentic when you can remember those things. Otherwise, it raises a red flag. Is this person exaggerating? Right, Why does right, this person right. know the it details? Feels unauthentic. Well, those are really exactly. good answers. I love that. Um all right, so Tegan, last question. You have four jobs that you are uh, juggling at this point. <laughs> what is next for you in twenty for the rest of twenty twenty one or maybe twenty twenty two? What do you what are your yeah. longer term plans? So I am currently working on my capstone project um, for my organizational leadership program. So I am back at Job Corps and working on developing a new department for them. And well, so where it I am- all started. Exactly. A fate, right? (laughs) So I'm very excited for that. Um, 
they're doing a complete transformation of this center and the you know the the center director here retired air force owns um a tutoring company has some really cool innovative ideas and in that that are that's the type of person that i enjoy working with and learning from so i'm having a lot of fun at doing that um i am also working on my coaching certificate if for me it's it's one thing to be a consultant and tell people how to do things or do it for them. But I really get a lot of enjoyment of empowering people to feel as though they're capable of doing it themselves. Yeah, because you're teaching them to fish. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, although I like a return client, it brings me so much more <laughs> satisfaction to know that I, I educated them enough to... Yeah. For, for them to be able to move forward in their career. It's like raising your kids. The best job we can do is if they don't need us after they're, after they've exactly. left the nest. Yes. Oh, yes. that's wonderful. So if people want to follow you and learn more, what I've included in your uh, the bio that I'm going to publish is a your LinkedIn URL, but also the Jolt Your Career website. Are those okay. two, two best places or is there another place that you want to point people to? No, that's perfect. I honestly don't use my website very often, but okay. I, I try to engage on LinkedIn daily. Yeah. Um, and so that that's the best place to interact okay. with me at. Perfect. When you share lots and lots of great, free, great quality advice. Um, <laughs> thank so you. So thank you so much for sharing your story and your insight. Um, I've learned a lot and I know other people will too. Oh, well, I appreciate it. It's such a compliment for you to have me on because, you know, I see all these big influencers and I'm like, oh, you want to talk to me? Thanks. Oh my goodness. Well, I don't know. I don't know about the big influencer part, but I am just delighted to have you in my network. Oh, I am as well. Thank you so much. You've been listening to The Resume Storyteller with Virginia Franco. To learn more about storytelling strategies to catch the eye of today's online skim hiring and decision makers, please visit www.virginiafrancoresumes.com.